This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Episode number four, To Be Feared, Auf Deutsch. Here we are at the Buck Owens in the Buckaroos studio. It's the Working Class Bow Hunters Podcast. Was that German? I don't know. What, it was Working Class Bow Hunters German? I just didn't know what you were doing at the beginning, but I'm back on track with you right now. What? Did I have, did I have a stroke? Was I speaking German? <laughs> I oh, man. Buckatorium, whatever the, the, we're in. No one bu- even knows. If you've listened to more than one podcast, you have no idea where we are. Yeah, and if you haven't, welcome. And good to see you go. All right. Eh, we lost him. We lost him, Kurt. Here we are at number four, the To Be Feared episode. Yeah. Do you know why it's To Be Feared? Tell me about it. Why? No, I'm asking. Know. Do you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was asking. I thought you knew. No, I woke up and I was like, "This episode, people are gonna fear us." Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh we, man, we ran out of steam already. Yeah, I don't even know what to talk about anymore. Now, you know what? I know what to talk about. Uh, scrolling through and looking for some articles that we can talk about, you know, to uh, keep it fresh because there's only so many life stories we can share within a couple hours. And here's the funniest thing I think I ever could have ran across. DNR, cougar sighting, most likely house cat. Not wild cat, not feral cat, cat, 
a house cat. Oh, mittens. Mittens on the prowl. So, so, all right. All right. Man, I I almost hate hearing Bob or mountain lion stories. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to give the person who might've seen this the benefit of the doubt because I did see a giant cat in your driveway when I was pulling in. I live in Sherard, man, and if you know Sherard, if you know anything about Sherard, there is house cat gangs. There's hood cats here. Yeah. By the way, we are. uh, I'm Steve, and this is Kurt, and this is the Working Class Bow Hunters Podcast. If we forgot to tell you, which I did. Yeah, I forgot too. So yeah, yeah, whatever. So did everybody else is listening. No one cares, but we're here. But yeah, all right. So if you think. If you see a cat and you call and say, oh, yeah, I swear it was a cougar. Uh, all right. Uh, how big is the average house cougar, would you say? Eight to 12 pounds. Roughly. Eight to 12 pounds, the average house cougar. <laughs> now, the average wild cougar. Don't know. 85 to uh, 150. It is huge. Um, Big. I, I'm just saying if I got in a traffic accident. And a cougar got out of the car and was holding his hands. I'm like, what? What? I, I would flee the scene of the accident. That is how big. Well, here's the thing with mountain lions, cougars, whatever you want to call them. You know, we're Midwest, Illinois, Iowa. There's always that mysterious sighting. Did you see? Oh, there's a mountain lion spotted over in Mercer County. Oh, no. Yeah, you remember when they go, oh, yeah, no, we, we have a uh, mountain lion sighting in a corn crib in Mercer County. And the DNR officer goes, yes, I'm about to pull the trigger. I don't think that was Mercer County. That was in... Um, was it Henry County? Uh, no, it wasn't Henry County. It's just north of Rock Island. Um, Whiteside. Whiteside County. County. It was Morrison, Illinois. For those of you not familiar with where we are, look up Illinois on a map and look up those counties. That's where we are. Yeah, all of those. That's For our all area. our international <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yes. we, we got listeners in Memphis, Tennessee, apparently. Is that like our big... That must be our biggest uh, audience group. In Memphis? I don't know. How did they hear about us? They live in Memphis. I don't know. You can email us and let us know at workingclassbowhunters at gmail.com. Tweet us at WCBbowhunter. You know, and, 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 if you're listening to this, you know where to find us. Yeah, that's probably where it's, you found us. And if you're bored enough, we're, it's the off-season. Te- well, actually, turkey season, spring turkey season is kicking off right now. So guys are probably, uh, we're going to get less listeners. Yeah, because they're uh, going to be so busy hunting turkeys to not listen to because all right, they're not going to give up an hour of their time to listen to us. No, probably not. Not it's, if they're chasing turkeys. That's it's my one guess. hour. That's well, all we ask. Well, here's the thing: is that once a once a week you listen to us once a one for an hour, once an hour, once <laughs> an hour. They'll listen to us once an hour. <laughs> well, here's the thing: in Illinois, and we're way off topic because we were going to talk about my, mountain lions, but you can only hunt turkeys, I believe, till one p.m. or something like that, to so you don't booger up the hens on the nest. That's, <laughs> he said booger. Booger, booger bottom, <laughs> he man. said hen. Steve. Yeah. But here's the thing with the whole mountain lion deal, getting back on track here. Everyone's got a story. I've always wanted to see one, and I don't think it's ever going to happen because I think what people see, the house cat thing, just like the Bigfoot sighting deal, they see a house cat walking through the woods at 100 yards, and their eyes trick them into something, and all, all, all of a sudden it's a mountain lion. Because I will say, last season, late season, I seen a house cat from a distance, and at first, when I first seen it, I was misjudging how far away it was, and I thought it was a coyote. And then until I seen it walking back, I was like, oh, that's a house cat. I, for real, got fooled. 
Are you sure it was a house cat? How do you know it was not a renting cat? It was a hood cat. It was a hood cat? Yeah. Are you Actually, sure it was, it was a wilderness a... cat because it was in the woods. <laughs> Cats are only in Sherrard. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. So the only difference between a house cat and a wilderness cat if it's in the woods. <laughs> yeah, a house cat's in the, in the house. So if we took your cat and put it in the woods right now. It'd be a woods cat. Okay, so if we put your cat in a factory... It's a factory cat? Yeah, just like a mountain lion in the mountains is a mountain lion. But if it's in a cornfield, it's a corn cat. But see, what if you if... put a mountain lion inside, it's a house cat. What if... Now, hear me out. Now, hear me out. Hear me out. What if we put a hat on a cat? Wouldn't that just be silly? That would be funny. What I would it be then? With this. Steve. Come on, what is Dr. Sue's going to sue us? Ooh, oh, man, taking punches on. at Dr. Seuss. Come on, man. What's he going to do? Come out, come back at me and be racist like he was? But here's the deal. Allegedly. I don't know if he was or not. He, Who knows? He's Steve, got new books Steve, you hunt public land, which I respect you for that. And a yep. lot of guys will if they hunt public land. And speaking of public land, I just measured two deer for a guy that killed two monsters on public land, which is really impressive. Um, what? Like, killed actual monsters? Steve, Say Pope it, and Young, bucks. monster bucks, baby. <laughs> he killed two wilderness bucks. Wilderness <laughs> bucks, yeah. House bucks. Did he kill them this year? Um, one this year, one the year before. So he was doubling up. They're really nice deer. One went 149 and some change, and the other one went, oh, 139. Uh, re- two really nice deer. But anyway, you hunt public land. Have you ever heard of, you know, the mountain lion on public land? Uh, funny enough, I was, one time when I was, uh, last season I was hunting, and, uh, you know, wasn't seeing anything. So I decided to start looking up, you know, funny enough, mountain lions, and the last time one was actually sighted in Iowa was just about, eh, six or seven miles north of where I was. Really? Yeah. Man, I just don't, I don't doubt it that they're around in the Midwest, like they're here and there, and they migrate or whatever they do, but I just don't think they're... Around, like, I don't know, some people get worked up. You know, you have your people that are like, yeah, they're not around. You know, people are crazy. And then some people are like, oh, yeah, there's mountain lions around. For real, there is. But here's the thing. I hunted a large track of property uh, near Peoria. And for about two years, we had this story going around that there was a panther out there. A black panther. And we found track. I never seen it. Or tracks. But guys were taking pictures of tracks next to the dollar bill to show the size. And there's one guy, and they're all credible sources. Like, I would believe them. They grew up, you know, rural Illinois. I would know, you know, if they said something. Yeah, I seen a mountain lion. I'd be like, okay, I'll kind of give you that benefit of the doubt there. But it makes you wonder. I hunted that property a lot that year, and I never seen no black cat. No. Never? Never, ever. You remember who had the song, Black Cat? No. Nope. Janet Jackson. I, you know what I, I I took the I took the low I took the low road Where are we going for that I took the low road for that joke I was gonna make a Carolina Panthers joke instead I went Janet Jackson man everything you're talking about I have no idea I'm not into the mainstream whatever you're into this was like 1980 but this is off the Rhythm Nation tour for all our old listeners well, actually uh, I hear we have a listener period I mean I'm not saying he's old but he listens to us so. Send us your age and what you'd like to hear us improve. Yeah, a listener. Who is he? 
I got to give a shout out to my buddy Mark Reif, and he's also sponsoring this episode of the Working Class Bow Hunters. There he is. Uh, Creative Critters Taxidermy in Geneseo, Illinois. You guys got to check this guy out. Um, I'll give you his tw- uh, Instagram handle here in a moment. But this guy does the highest quality taxidermy that that I've seen, you know, in this part of Illinois. He just takes it to another level. He's done some, just from what I've seen, and I know, you know, I've seen some stuff that he's posted. Uh, my favorite, and I think it's the first picture, if you check out his Instagram, I mean, he may have updated it now, but it's the big fish eating the little fish. Yeah, he's got a couple more, uh, two whitetails that he just finished. Um, on our Instagram, we actually have a picture of that fish mount you're gonna let that slide that you think i don't know what those fish are called no i'm not even i'm not a fisherman you're not not at all they don't fish at all i really don't i i enjoy fishing my dad is allergic to fish and we just never did it growing up is he like allergic to eating them or he can't touch them i don't know i don't really know the deal i know he for a fact he can't eat them but we just he he can't eat them so we never fish for him really that's a good point so but yeah mark he is one of the best taxidermists around, in my opinion. Like, this guy, I've worked with him. I'm actually his taxidermy apprentice, and he's just walked. I went through, in my opinion, one of the best whitetail game head course in the world um, with Joe Meter in Solon, Iowa. And he's probably, he is one of the best whitetail taxidermists in the world. And working with Mark, he shows me stuff, and I'm like, man, you broke that down so much easier for me. I feel like I'm so much, I'm, I'm just a way better taxidermist now from working with mark then you know I, I you know of course i was limited with working with joe you know to a certain amount of time but yeah he takes his taxidermy work and he just takes it to the next level you see and the thing the problem with taxidermy is a lot of guys don't know what a good mount looks like they look at the rack and they're like looks good cool and they take <laughs> it home and they put it on the on the wall well when you really get like if you were to take one of mark's mounts and put it next to your commercial mount where the guy probably does a hundred of them a year and he just gets them cuts all the corners gets them out the wall it looks like a deer for the most part and you get it home and you're happy with it <laughs> it you, looks like it looks like a deer that was on a computer program in the 80s yeah just all like boxy like uh i i, I don't think my deer was <laughs> 3d <laughs> well yeah you, you know what i mean yeah we're well, just like oh dude seriously man look i just tried something new look Anybody that's going to look at this deer, make sure they're wearing these blue and red glasses. <laughs> well, here's the thing. like, <laughs> You just printed it out on paper. What are you doing? <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't look at it yet. <laughs> where's, where's my deer? Man, that, that's the thing. Like, okay, these guys put in all this die hard. You put all your time. You're die hard about bow hunting. You love bow hunting. You spend all this money on it. And then when it comes to taxidermy, how much? Oh, I don't want to spend 500 so I'm going to spend 300 yeah and you, it's like a tattoo man you don't cheap tattoos aren't good tattoos or it's like or it's like you know you put in you know all this money into you know you're building a sports car or whatever you know you yeah. drop all this money on a on a big block and oh exactly. man you got that body bondo if, if you got money to spend you're not bondo in a vehicle but you know and you're then it's like you, you get that you spend all that time and money into it and then you spray paint on a paint job like you don't get a good paint job it just it 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 brings that's a pretty good way to put it um i finished i started a mount at uh, joe meter school and i never did the finished work on it and i took it to mark's he that was part of my training he basically the first time i ever airbrushed was airbrushing on this mount and i'm getting to airbrushing he's like man i guess i should have had you airbrushed on paper first before we threw you on this mount he's like well 
sink or swim, boy. So I was like, I learned on my mount. So I'm doing this finish work, and he's, you know, walking me through how to do it, everything. I get it home and hang it next to the 10 other whitetail mounts I have on the wall already that another guy did that he's purely commercial. Almost like, I just want the money. It looks kind of like a deer. Here you go. And then I look at the mount I finished with Marks, that Creative Critters texted me, compared to the other deer, and I'm like, if only I would have known, you know, when I started hunting. All my mounts could be high-quality mounts. Well, I mean, you know, now you got something to go after. I mean, you know, if, it, <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if shooting a big deer isn't enough, now you want to get that deer that just looks so much better. The thing is... Hung in your living room or dining room. What's it, what, what do you think the... Not to get too far off topic, but what is the weirdest place to hang a deer? I don't think there is one, man, because I have deer mounts everywhere. I mean, I know you, you mean got, in your home? Yeah, you got them in the bathroom, too. Yeah, and I have a skull mount in the bathroom. I have... I don't have one in the bedroom, actually. Um, Sam and I used to have one. We had an apartment. I had... Uh, you hung one in the apartment? Oh, dude, my apartment was full of them. <laughs> um, my landlord, I could tell she was kind of like a... She gave off that anti-hunter vibe, and anytime something would happen or the landlord would have to come in, I, I would see her look at all of them like, like, what did you do? Exactly. Oh, these poor deer. Oh, man. They didn't have a fighting chance. Yeah, they could have played the wind better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They played the wind better. They had a fighting chance. I'd sink or swim, huh? Yeah, but it's bow hunting. It's fair. <laughs> it's bow hunting. Well, here's the thing. I've had people, some of their reactions, when I lived with my dad, he has just as many mounts as I do. And I probably, in my house right now, I probably have 12 maybe um, downstairs and upstairs. I would say easily 12. I have Plus a turkey. Yeah, a turkey and two turkey fans, a full mount turkey. And then my dad has just as many. So when when I looked at my dad, we had them all in one area. And I had a girl come over one time and just started crying. <laughs> like literally got down on her knees and balled up in like the fetal position and cried. And I'm not making that up either. <laughs> And I was, I was offended. Like I was like, "Get out!" Your offense offends me, lady. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was offended. I was like, "Get okay, out right. of here!" You don't okay, understand. Okay, even if like, all right, all right. Here's here's the thing. Like, it, it's not, it's not, you know, a secret that I love firearms. All right. And if somebody put together a thesis on why guns are bad, yeah, I'm going to disagree with it, but I'm going to respect the effort. I'm going to, th- yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll read it. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. I, I won't thump through saying. it. So for her to be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's there you killed. Do you know how much time I spent in a tree stand just trying to kill these deer? Well, it's just they don't understand. People who don't hunt don't get it. They just don't understand it at all. And everyone that bow hunts that's listening, because if you bow hunt, you're, you're going to, li- you know, only people listening are bow hunters. So you yeah, understand. I mean, <laughs> That's the hope. I hope somebody isn't. <laughs> Some I hope vegans somebody, taking notes. Yeah, you know, I hope somebody isn't listening. Like uh, this, uh, this right here isn't the how to cook better Indian food. <laughs> uh, they, they haven't talked about curry in four episodes. Yeah, they're on the wrong podcast. Yeah, um, but, but you, you know, know what? what? There is something to that. Uh, you know, you you sent me an article. I think it was like four o'clock. You want to pull that article up? Which one? Uh, it's the one about the hunters that after they get done with the hunt, you made it sound all weird that like I sent this to you at like four in the morning. No, it wasn't four in the morning. It was like one in the morning. Okay. There's a study that's going on right now 
And I don't know how. Th- I seen this the, the if, other day. If you read, the <laughs> I didn't really. Even Why is everything it. capitalized except from and the? Is that proper English? You know, I have no idea. This is from Outdoor Hub by Daniel. You? I think that's you. Uh, no X-U? offense to you, D- Daniel, but um, XU, and depending on how you want it to be pronounced. Whatever. Thank you, you for the article. Yeah, thank you for um, the article. So it's a very nice article. This is the title of the article, and if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to Outdoor Hub and look it up. Study. Men returning from the hunt experience rush of the love hormone. Yeah! Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so... I don't. Oh, this is weird, kind of. But <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing that puts you in the mood more, more like than hanging out with dudes at hunting camp. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hun- oh, honey, glad to see you. Oh, oh, yeah. What has gotten into you? I sat in a tree stand for seven hours, and I've got that love hormone rushing through me right now. Oh, man. So, all right, here's how the article starts. Give me some science stuff so people don't oh. think we're just blowing hot air. Okay, so I'm just going to give you the beginning jabble of it. How do you feel after a hunt? Exhilarated? Hungry? Just plain tired? Disappointed. According to, yeah, disappointed. <laughs> According to a study by researchers at UC Santa Barbara, male hunters returning from the field may experience a sudden rise in oxytocin, I believe, the so-called love hormone. Wait, isn't that... Uh... Isn't that the drug they give you for pain? That's Oxycontin. A little white. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you'd get that reference. Oh, good Lord. Hey, he's from uh, Memphis, isn't he? Does Lil White listen to more? <laughs> no one that was listening to this right now has any idea who Lil White uh, is. No, I, there's probably like three people that are like, yeah. Chip City don't... Spalding. I hope you listen to our podcast. He would know for sure. Okay. He's that perfect blend of hip-hop and hunting, which is cool. We'll find out. Um. So yeah, the, where is this going here? So-called uh, oxy, the love hormone, oxytocin, oxymoron, or whatever we were talking yeah, about. So-called the love hormone. This nickname is somewhat misled, misleading, since o- oxytocin not only promotes sexual arousal, but also a wide range of other benefits, such as increasing sociability, reducing stress, reducing pain, healing wounds, and some evidence of it being an antidepressant. Um, so what you're saying is after I get done hunting, I'll feel really good. You know what I think it is more than anything? And not to, not to trash this article, but, uh, if you're hunting, you're not working. And that always makes you feel good. Which again, not to get too off topic, we should just rename ourselves to the off topic podcast, but, uh, off, to- off topic bow hunting podcast. Yes. But, uh, Logan, he like, we got to stick to the script. Well, I went out and I had a great hunt, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Here it, it is. It was a fantastic hunt. It's a great harvest. I will now read you the minutes of my last hunt. Does everyone approve? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. A, uh, but uh, uh, Logan and Eric, Logan was going to be on. It, it was going to be that to work late. Oh, it was going to be that little guy's first podcast, and uh, man, I could see it now. The smile on his face, him struggling to talk in his from eye. his tonsil surgery just had. Oh yeah, he had uh, tonsil uh, tonsil abrasions, tonsillectomy, tonsillitis, tonsillations. Uh, yeah, yeah he like he he got something removed from his mouth, so he can't, so he can't talk. But <laughs> his tongue. Um, they had to work late, um, both of them. So, in the words of uh, the rattlesnake, the bionic redneck, Stone Cold Steve Austin, swig a beer for the working man. <laughs> all right, all right. 
So that is no, no. You don't bring him into Steve Austin. That was a bad idea. Yeah, I don't know why he did it. I figured to make a cooler noise. Um, but uh, so ba- back to the article, which here's here's why I'm in, and I brought this up last week. I mean, or last time when we were talking, I was talking about you know how we as men don't want to let our girlfriends win because the cavemen didn't kill woolly mammoths. It, it, I like that. I like that analogy. Analogy right there. Yeah. Um, that, no, right there. Right there. But when you're hunting, I mean, you know, for for because me me and Kurt, you know, we're, we're the most ethical people on the planet. It may not sound like it. We really but are. We are. Uh, I missed on a lot of opportunities on Bucks last season because I chose the ethical route. And, and yeah, I was and speaking of that being unethical at points. I was like, ah, I know that deer's like you know barely walking, you know, because it's so young. No, it's it's always <laughs> tempting, but you know you got to have that ethical little demon inside. Say, hey, yeah, you know what would so, what would Saxton Pope do? Yes, from Pope and Young Club. Um, what would he? But the founder. But, but you're them. struggling. You know that whole time, which lets you know that you are a fantastic human being when you can pass up a deer. Because you're out there and you're like, I'm, I'm bringing home food to my family, which, you know, back in the day, you know, way back in the day, you would kill a deer, drag it home and butcher it yourself. You know, I don't think the caveman had, had like a guy who specialized. Yeah. You know, he's just sitting there cracking arrowheads and yeah. sharp rocks. He's like, ah, you know, they, they, know, they a, probably they had a designated bow tuner back in the day. Yeah. Like, what's that? Isn't it Tim Wells with the... Uh... He has the old Rage commercials where he's hunting dinosaurs. That just reminded me of that. <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, dude, it's great. He's like, two cavemen are going, and he's, I don't know, like a T-Rex comes up, and he slings an arrow through one. He's like, oh, Rage. Uh, I don't know. It's been forever since They I've probably had to have some, like, rock text. They're like, you know, like they probably <laughs> rock had, like, the, the cavemen probably had those rock salesmen that came. Like, because every time you see, like, a broadhead, they're like, killing dude. Like, all right, we, we know... If I go get a broadhead that was put out five years ago, it's going to kill a deer. Oh, Fifteen yeah. years ago, Thunderheads, it's going to kill man. a deer. Thunderheads have been around forever. I know, guys. One of my one of the guys who sent with I've been shooting thunderheads for twenty some years. Yeah, so you get you what know. I'm saying. So they're going to kill deer, but there's always like something new that comes out that oh, they fly better. Yeah, really, because I killed the deer with this product, and, and not to put down any product, because there's been some really everyone's got an opinion, man. Yeah, that's a cool thing. So use what works for you. So you have to understand that back in the day, there was probably like some some guy walking around because they didn't have the wheel yet, so he's just dragging these bag of, this bag of rocks, <laughs> and he's knocking on the cave door, you know, and they roll the border over, uh, boulder over, and he's like, look. You know, see how see how I put this line down the middle? As soon as you hit that mammoth in the head, done in like 36 hours. <laughs> 36 hours. All right. <laughs> Those are <laughs> back to this article, and then we're going to wrap this up for this article here. And I thought this is in, I got. I want to mention this. this is well, you don't want to talk about this. About killing. <laughs> caveman salesman. <laughs> no, I'm over that. Okay. Who was, oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, you want to get back to the, Who was that? Was that Captain? It was Captain Caveman. He'd reach into his. I have no idea. What Himself or whatever. He's just like this ball of hair, and he pull out like a sink or whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know Captain Cape was it? for Rizzo. I don't. I have no idea who that is. <sighs> Your childhood was not as good as mine. Hunting naturally increases testosterone, naturally, which I can kind of see where that, you know, is 
that relation comes in play. And not to not to be you know too, well yeah it is, but think about when a guy's out at a, at a bar, and he's hunting women, and you can see he had the air quote <laughs> looking for a mate. Uh, he gets a little testy, right? He wants those to... are beer muscles though too. Those are beer muscles. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I I can definitely see that you know where the that primal, that primal instinct's gonna kick in. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so hunting naturally increases testosterone, especially if a hunt is successful. Researchers found that the higher a hunter's testosterone is raised, the higher his oxy, is that oxytocin? That's gotta be. I gotta be saying that right. Level will surge w- when he returns. In many ways, this allows the hunter to sober up from the negative effects of high testosterone levels. Although women are also affected by oxytocin, the study followed mostly male hunters. <laughs> I'm done with this article. No, come on. I'm going to keep talking about it. Now, <laughs> we, we talked to the ladies last week. I think we'll uh, this will be uh, – we'll put this up on our uh, yeah. on How our do Facebook you feel page. after the hunt? Yeah, ladies, does the love hormone kick in? And that's if the case. So, we want to get back into the tinder of the bill Ladies, game. you need to start hunting – I don't want to kill any animals. That was my girl impression. That was awful. I shouldn't probably never do that again. What do you mean? Mm. The girls love killing animals. They, well, most of them do. Nah. The ones that I think about, because I think about, like, there is the Lakoski, Tiffany, and... Yeah. <laughs> there is so many women hunting now, and it's... I I, I honestly think it's good for the sport. I mean, you no, know, it you've definitely got... definitely is, yeah. That obviously, you've got a whole new market that you can... Market too, and and you know what? There's some really, uh, there's some really interesting products out there. Um, stuff like, uh, what what did I see? It was just for does. Yeah, that's it's, like a team, I believe. Yeah, and it's it's makeup that you know you can. Wear. No, but I think just for does is an actual like uh, women's hunting team. I believe I might be wrong. It may be, but it was it was this. From what I saw, it was it, it was makeup that didn't have a scent, so you can look good. 20 and a half feet off the ground well <laughs> don't they have like the shampoo and stuff too like i can see that you know where that would work and everything like that but. i mean yeah because you know and i'm not going to speak for all women but i have enough women experience that uh girls don't really like going mm. uh without their hair you know mm, yeah and if, if, even if your hair looks bad it's like no one's gonna see you and that's actually the point where's well, the thing <laughs> you don't want to be seen so why do you gotta wear makeup but well the thing is uh, with the hun- tv women hunters and regular just hunters it's a different ball game you know i don't i like to think that a lot of women hunters like that aren't on tv don't get dolled up before they go out to the woods i don't think they would I hope not. Unlike you, I I'd have no like gr- to think so. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Come on, Kurt. Why'd you check out? Whatever. I, I mean, we start te- talking about ladies. I'm out of this. Like touchy subject. I'm gone. Out of here. But uh, yeah, no, that was that was one of the things we were going to cross. I know you uh, you told me about something that you want to bring up too. Yeah, this would be. In a loose, very loose bow hunting news segment, and part of that uh, article with the going hunting makes you a hornball <laughs> article. We'll throw this in the, into that. Um, this is the it, well. Where's this article at? Um, the archery wire. Um, bow hunter snags Oklahoma record with 191. That's measured way way wrong. 
I don't know what measuring system this is. I should have checked that. Um, Because deer are measured to the nearest eighth of an inch, and this is not. I'll just call it 191 inches. Um, Samaritan County. Well, they are in Oklahoma. um, In Oklahoma. Yeah, who knows? They have, I don't know. I don't think this is by the Boone and Crockett or Pope and Young measuring system, which I'm a full supporter of. Chandler Henderson took advantage of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and bagged a record-breaking buck. Uh, no, yeah, they messed it up. They they messed up the title of this article um, with the final score of 191 and 7 eighths inches. So, yeah, that would be the right measuring system. I didn't know what was going on. Um, he now holds an all-time, whatever that is, record for a typical mule deer taken in Oklahoma. And this thing's a monster. Um, I'm glad we're putting this on tape. This is rough. <laughs> no, it's a. I mean, it's a. It's a giant deer. I mean, you know, it, it is a mule, but. Uh, I mean, you know, you just kind of look at this thing, and and you gotta understand that this dude does not look like he's a small dude at all. No, he looks like a, a pretty good sized guy, but man, but this that thing, thing is looks a like an elk. Yeah, it's a real big buck. I mean, one ninety one, um, one ninety one seven eighths with a bow on eleven four of twenty fourteen. Second place for Oklahoma is with a gun. Um, 180 and an eight. Um, so there you go. He won. That's right. That's right. Bow over gun any oh, day. You know what's funny? The top five is uh, Chandler Henderson, 191 and seven eighths, the one we're talking about now with the bow. Then second place is a gun kill, 180 and an eighth. And then it says Kiri William. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. 178 and six eighths. It says primitive. So I think that might be like uh, traditional equipment. Uh <laughs> How traditional are we talking? Do you think some guy came up to his house and was like knocking on his door? He's like, "Hey, man, what's buy up?" A rock broadhead. <laughs> you want to buy a rock? That could be. Um, that was in 1992. So this guy, and then oh, and uh, fourth and fifth place are both firearm kills, and and the 178 for number four, 171 for number five, and that was 1985 and 2000. So Chandler, my hat <laughs> what is, is this off to primitive? you. It's I, it's um. I don't think it like do you think he just traditional t- unless he killed it with a spear. Tim oh, Wells. Oh, that could be. I doubt it. Uh we need to research that a little bit. I, more. I I yeah, we can research that. Maybe we'll bring that up the next episode. Yeah, but. maybe you should look it up now because I'm gonna forget by now. Well, I do I, have to give my hat you know, my hat's off to Chandler because yeah. he's top of the ranks, one ninety one and seven eights with a bow. That's that's pretty and awesome. Chandler, you have my respect. With an asterisk until we find out what that primitive was. Because <laughs> yes. if that turns out to be he jumped out of a tree, I man, he there's did no, not. Hey, come on, he, he might have used a recurve. I think that's what it means. But it would have said traditional. Yeah, still. Um. Oh no, you don't think he used a? Uh, you don't think he used a slingshot? Did he? <laughs> how? What do you mean how? With what a. I don't know. Whatever. Dude, maybe he put a matter. broadhead on a slingshot. He could have. But anyway. Down. But anyway. We wanted to bring that up. I think that's some pretty interesting stuff, especially if you're a bow hunter, knowing there's a new Oklahoma state record with a bow, 191. So it means, you know, you have to pass up them big deer and go after the even bigger deer. Yeah. Don't shoot the 180s. Let them pass until they become a 200. Yeah. Don't do that at all. Don't ever do that. But. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, right. that, that, that kind of bleeds into what me, me and Kurt want to talk about next. Uh, we found 
It's a pretty cool ad. We, yeah, Realtory. we found another article. We we looked at articles because we because we want to start bringing you guys more. We want to bring you more of what's actually happening out there in the in the hunting world, rather it's than the off season. So it's, yeah, rather know, than what's happening with us. To talk about this stuff. Um, even though some of you are getting turkey hunting, good luck to everyone out there um, in the next couple of weeks. Except the people who are going to hunt next to me. The worst of luck to you and all to me. Okay, this is on Realtree dot com by Stephanie Mallory. Um, this is the top ten hunting pet peeves. Number one, tiny pea jugs. Okay, I think I can speak for everyone listening. When when you're trying to wake up because it's that early, and the only thing you know how to do is slam coffee after coffee. Yeah, that's you're going to run yourself into straight into a, a problem. Right yeah. There. Now. Here's here's something that, you know, if if you're just thinking about getting into bow hunting, you know, and you're listening to us for advice, which I don't know why you would do that, but stranger things have happened. I uh, actually plan ahead for this and I'll let you finish what you're going to say. Yeah, if if you're 20 feet up and you nature calls, uh it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to keep hopping down and hopping up because number one, you're going to be moving around, scaring a lot of deer, yeah. and number two, you got to do some work on your day off. That okay. doesn't make sense either. I got a funny story. All right. Well, first of all, I and this is not good for your body. Like you should be drinking water. I refuse to drink fluid if I know I'm going to be in the sand for a long time because <laughs> I do not want to have to get down to go to the bathroom. So I I plan ahead. My body is trained. When it's hunting season, I'm not peeing. That's how Kurt it's going stirred down. himself into beef jerky. Exactly. I'll <laughs> dehydrate the sh- the crap out of myself. Whoa. Almost slipped, almost slipped Whoa. up. Whoa. I think we can say it once. Yeah, you better slow down on the beers, buddy. So, but the funny story is my dad killed his biggest buck, a 183 and an eighth inch mainframe eight pointer. He was peeing into a Gatorade bottle, turned around, seeing this thing coming out of the ravine. Finishes his business, turns around 15 yards, smokes this deer. So it's just kind of, <laughs> isn't? I swear. Isn't, your dad's like, what, 50-something? Yeah, 50. Okay, so this was probably like a seven-minute pee. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so so he watched this. Uh, this. I love your dad. He's going to listen, too, I know. Because he called you right before here, and he's like, oh, you guys are doing a podcast. I'll be sure to listen. Yeah, well, let's edit this out. My dad's a big fan of the podcast, but he's my parent. So. And not after that low comment. <laughs> yeah, he's like, screw that podcast. <laughs> no, yeah. I'll go listen to someone else who isn't my son's podcast. <laughs> we'll put that uh, that picture of my dad's buck online. And uh, that's what, that was the big joke All in the hunting camp was the Geyer P. Instead of Tink 69, the Geyer P is what brings in the big boys. So You know, I'm, I'm not going to get too into it, but uh, two years ago, I was hunting at my dad's uncle's property, and he's got this, I call it the blind, but it's a stand that's about six feet up off the ground. Maybe like seven or eight, but it looks down in a ravine, so it's like higher than it is. So I hopped down one day, and I'm like, man, I I just, I got to pee. Like, really bad. So I go down, and I'm like, I I didn't have any Gatorade bottles, so I just went back over there. I, w- I walked down. I was hoping I was downwind. Funny enough, 
some deer comes it's it's a doe and her fawn and they come like right behind me i just happen to happen to catch a glance and i go oh no they're walking right into where i just peed they kind of disappear in the foliage for a for a couple seconds here and then Nero gone. <laughs> oh, they were That's out of you. there. Oh yeah, no, it was it, it was bad and I was like you know, not that I was gonna shoot a doe with a fawn, but you know, it was like it kinda got me thinking. I was like, you know, what if funny story about that actually, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, well, good because I was going to tell a story. So finish go, it off. Finish go it ahead. Off. Remind finish me up. about the doe and the fawn thing when you get done. All right. Uh, I had this brilliant idea that I was going to, I was going to call it the half crescent moon, <laughs> where I I thought that I could probably drive some deer back towards me if I walked the property and just little drips of urine of mine everywhere. So that when they started walking that way, I could lead them right back to me. That's the most painful thing I've ever heard you say. How bad of an idea was that? Oh, my gosh. I think I'm going to fire you from our podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I want to pee in a half moon through the woods, and maybe it'll It was the, the first towards. thing that came to my head. I was like, man, that's that's how you drive deer towards you. <sighs> it, is it illegal? It's not illegal, but it's a freaking awful idea. <laughs> it is, but think all the walking you'd have to do. Oh, that's so stupid. It oh, you know me. what I'll do next time? I'll nah. put it in a spray bottle. Oh, no. Don't. Come on. How, ba- how bad of an idea could that be? A- awful one. Your own urine, spraying it around. Do, I need, do you want me to use yours? There's guys that say that they will pee in scrapes. I would never do that, but there's like <laughs> there's like an argument out there. Not, I wouldn't nece- necessarily say an argument. But there's people out there, yeah, I pee in scrapes. You, you'll run across those weird guys. Maybe not weird. Maybe it works for them. I don't know. Maybe you're fooled by, um, I don't know. You're fooled by randomness is what is going on. But I would never do that. But there's guys that say, yeah, I pee in scrapes because they'll come into it. So what do you want me to do? Do you want me to take pictures of myself and then post them on trees so when they see, they're like, oh, he's been here. And walk away. <laughs> yeah, do that. You no, think that's a little bit better idea? You pattern, and you set up, and there you go. That's what you do. Yeah, isn't Half Crescent Moon a pattern? It is a pattern. Steve. Well, actually, let's just do Crescent Moon. <laughs> back to the article. No, back to what you were going to say about a doe and a fawn. Oh, I'll just cover that real That's the discussion for during a podcast during hunting season, but they say sometimes you see a, a doe with a button buck fawn. If you harvest that doe, that button buck fawn, because normally the time hunting season rolls around, they're pretty well off on their own i mean you make your judgment there some are born late whatever that's kind of i don't know whatever but anyway they say if you harvest a doe with a button fawn that buck is likely to stay in that area for his lifespan that'll be his home range if you harvest the doe i learned that from jury outdoors dvds but i think it's actually an interesting concept you know what i mean because i've done that though I've, I've done that where i've harvested a doe in the button fawn with a button fawn and i have bucks that are that stay within their small home range so i don't know if that's related i don't have enough trail cameras out there to be like yeah for sure this is that deer it's but like clipping the wings in a way kind of yeah kind of is i don't know if that's true but i've just that's heard that's a theory um Back Comment to, on that if you've ever heard anything about that. Yeah, I would like to know what other guys, what your opinion on that is. Um, 
I haven't, you know, every time I see a, a button fawn with a doe, I'm not like, oh, I'm taking this doe. You know what I mean? I don't go out of my way, but I've heard yeah, that. It depends on what part of the season it is. If it's like January, January it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm hungry. Oh, man, that doe looks a little mal... Uh, mal... Mal... Malnutrition... What's that word? Malnutrition? Malnutrition? I don't know. Yeah, what's the... Um, not past tense. Guys, I didn't uh, do very well in school. Just uh, understand that. But, yeah. Back back to what we were talking so about. So, back to the hunting pet peeves. There's some that don't really identify with anyone. Um one is two, tiny pea jugs. No pea jugs at all is number two. Unfriendly competition. Um, yeah, we can kind of see what that is. That doesn't really affect a lot of us. I guess if you're in a hunting camp and you have someone that's jealous of something you shot or doesn't want you in a certain spot. Um, cameraman's irregular bowels, which if you, <laughs> unless you have a camera guy, you don't really have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but these are some pretty good ones here, and everyone can identify with this unless you're like in Florida. Number five, super cold weather. Mm-hmm. And number six, poison ivy. You know how to um, you know how to battle poison ivy? I've never had it in my life. Wear rubber lips. Rubber lips. I'm not catching you here. It was in a Batman movie. Remember poison ivy when she tried? Oh, if if she kissed you, you got you know dead or whatever. Pan. And uh, she tried to kiss Robin, and he looks and he pulls up. He goes. Rubber lips. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. That yeah, was way a, over a my head. Role. No, I've never. I think it was Batman Ivy. Forever. <sighs> Steve. No, nah, just saying. Just saying. I've never had poison ivy in my life ever. Literally. I mean, never I think if you're it. now, I'm going to get it every time I go to the woods. Now, I mean, I, I I don't know what you're hunting when poison ivy is really an issue. I mean, yeah, I could see really early season hanging stands. Oh, hanging stands. But I this is I, I thought this might have been hunting. I mean, I could see hanging stands, but if you're hunting, I mean, you know, they're really the Some only guys time you get should, it all the way through into November, man. But when when you should you really be getting? I mean, other than on your hands. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how much explo- exposed uh, clothing you want to be wearing out there to where you're going to be getting it on your legs and things. Number seven is blood-sucking chiggers. Have you ever had chiggers before? No. I did get bed bugs once. Completely different critter. Um, chiggers, me and my dad got them really bad one year, hanging tree stands in the summer. And... That was the worst experience of my life. I don't know if that – maybe it was a different animal. I was told the Dodger Souls it was chigger bites. What happened? I had a rash. Well, what happened? My my dad's up in a tree. I'm sawing trees down for shooting lanes. I look on my hand. I see these little tiny, tiny bugs crawling around. I'm like – and we're an hour and a half away from home. I'm like, we got to go. Like, there's bugs all over me. We get home, and I take one of those scrubbing blocks, that, you know, in the shower for like oh, yeah. women's – gross feet or something whatever they scrub their dry skin uh, off with. yeah what are those called um whatever exfoliating block or whatever it is <laughs> why did you have one of those i don't know i had one though. okay so <laughs> i scrubbed down with that thing completely and i got most of it i missed my stomach and i had a rash on my stomach literally for four months from these things Ugh. my dad's vision wasn't the best up close vision he didn't know he even had them he should have assumed he, he like showered and scrubbed, but not like I was paranoid. <laughs> my dad had rashes all 
all over. All up his arms, all down his legs, and he had to get this, I don't know, like calamine lotion and all that stuff. Oh. And like oh it was it was Take a, an oatmeal bath. Dude, it was a wreck. Oh. Yeah, it really oh. was. It was a mess. And I said that was only happened on that property near Peoria where where we hunted and we said never again will we go down in the summer to hang stands. We'll wait until like a good frost or just spray down. Like from then on out, anytime we went out there where there was a risk of you know, it was summer heat, we basically shotgun the can to off deep woods all over our skin just psh, punctured the bottle and just let it spray us you punctured an aerosol bottle yep we did that no we didn't really do that we just probably went through three or four of them i, I think it did social media haters now i don't uh i don't look at my phone when i'm hunting yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. I, I missed a, I missed a buck two years ago because I had just got a brand new phone. Oh, it was the great, and I was tweeting, man, I'm not seeing anything, and then I hear, and looking right at me was a uh, nice shooting buck, shooting buck. Guess what I was on? Facebook, Facebook or Twitter? Guess which one? I'm guessing Twitter. That I was. You're tweeting, I don't know, the jury boys. Eh, no, I was tweeting someone else. But when I missed that buck this year, guess which website I was then on? Facebook. Uh, no, I told you, and it has to do with Hulk Hogan. I'll let you guys uh, try and figure out what video that was. It was nothing about wrestling. Ah, oh, jeez. But, you know, yeah, you. Uh, there's nothing that gets you more fired up than when you're out there enjoying life and you know you follow some people who are hunting on twitter and then you start seeing the negative things that people say about them and it's just like there's so many haters on social media for hunting man it's it's ridiculous and i've i've experienced a few i'm no famous bow hunter but you know we've all had that run in with that hunter hater or the jealous other hunter you oh, know yeah. I mean? who wants to put you down for something you've shot or something you're proud of. It's... Yeah, that's even worse. Like, why would you shoot that? It's my... Like... <sighs> Here's my advice. If you kill a deer with a bow, we're not even talking about gun hunting. If you kill a deer with a bow and it's your first buck, if it's as long as you're happy with that deer and you're proud of that deer and you put a picture up and it's, I'm hoping that when you put your pictures up on social media, it's respectful and clean. Yeah. And I hate to be that guy like clean your pictures up. But, you know, make respect the animal a little bit when you take your pictures and put them online. Because everyone can look at those pictures. You know what I mean? So you got to you gotta make it look decent. Yeah, if you've ever dragged a uh, a doe out of the woods with Kurt. I was going to bring that uh, up. <laughs> and, then, and then position it for a picture. I'm, I'm I, I would say a picture because one of them got posted. But, uh, you know, you obviously want to make, make things look clean. And, and How many and, pictures did we take? And I put one up. It was about like fifty six, but you wanted to show, you know, the the beauty of the animal. I mean, it was. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not. I mean, you're not out there just like, oh, look what I shot. You know, look at it dead on the ground. No, I, you, I hate that. He hate posted that. it up, and you know, you wanted to show it the boat because it, it was a doe, and you know, Kurt was proud of it, and we, you know, we made sure we wiped off the blood a little bit, didn't make it look too gory. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we, you can't we, really ignore we, the realism of you. you I'm not going to say harvested. You kill an animal. Yeah, we could have uh, put it on that other side and uh, showed where the arrow went. I'm out of here, guys. Yeah, well, I... We could have showed everybody that side, but no, we, we, I, you know, you, you make it respectable. Obviously, 
there's going to be blood because you shot an animal, but you know, you, you want to make it look. You got to be respectful, man. That's the thing. Like, it's a living animal. It's a beautiful creature. And would you shoot a deer with a bow? I don't know. It's take a good memory. It's a memory. When you take that picture, that's what you refer to. Like, you show your buddies, hey, man, I shot this the other day. And <laughs> okay, yeah, you show it and you've got it already and it's all hanging up. There's blood. Hang- Look at this. The like, uh, come on, man, the, clean that up a bit. The two kids know? I work with, one's 19, one's 18, and uh, actually, he's probably going to listen to this. So I'm not going to say his name, but the, the one kid shot a really nice looking buck. And uh, the other guy ended up shooting shooting a deer. And, I mean, it was it was just a little, you know, it was a little fork buck. But he's like, dude, that was my second deer ever. One with a, it was my first one with a bow. So he was so proud of it. You know, he was so proud that he got that done. And, and you know, of course, everybody was giving him. <laughs> the one kid he shot that big deer ever he walked up he goes hey I almost said his name hey you gonna get that uh, you gonna get that mounted and you know obviously it was all in good but you know he, he understood that it was he, you know the, the kid was so proud of it man and well, that's awesome you gotta start somewhere you know what I mean yeah, especially he, when you kill with a bow anything's a trophy it really is yeah. I'm proud of every doe I killed my bow and I've killed a lot of does with the archery <laughs> equipment a lot in one day, one time. Yeah, Steve helped me drag out <laughs> two in a day, and one got eaten by coyotes. But it, yeah. that's actually on my YouTube at Kurt Geyer Hunts, so you can watch that. But uh, yeah, yeah but I mean, plug. you know, obviously be proud of what you do. I mean, don't let the the haters are always going to be sipping on haterade. Hate is going to hate. Haters going to hate. Lovers going to love. Okay, so we had a social media question. Um, we only had one this week because technically we're a biweekly show, but we're doing two in a row this time. So. Well, yeah, I mean, technically, we'll, 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 we'll do it however we want we'll to do it. It. It's it, our it, it is our podcast. We, you don't tell us what to do so, unless you stop listening. Here was a social media question. I don't even know if I – I might have only put it on Instagram. But I put, um, who's your bow hunting idol? And we had one solid response. Just Thank one. you. And he's actually the sponsor of our show this week. So, ironically enough, he's a listener. Um, it would be Mark Rife underscore taxidermy. You guys go check that out. Um, he says – for his bow hunting idol, for overall deer skills, Lee Lukoski, which I I can agree with that for the most part. For awesome shot, Tim Wells and Chris Brackett. I'm assuming I'm allowed more than one. Yes, you are allowed more than one. Hey, yes, Thanks, you are. Mark. We didn't. Uh, maybe we should have put idol slash idols. Well, I do. Lee Lukoski for bow hunting. That guy just knows his stuff. Like that guy is on top of his game. Um, He's an engineer too. Yeah, like a chemical he's like a engineer. chemical engineer. Yeah. yeah, so you know that that guy is way more intelligent than if you. And, and I'm not putting him down or anything, but if you ever got into his brain, you'd be like, "Oh, wow, this works a lot different than mine." Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. engineers are uh, are a different kind of breed. And what, what what's funny? I'm an is, engineer. An operating engineer. Okay, okay, we're not talking about this kind of engineer. We're talking about the engineers. <laughs> the, the yeah, the white the, collar ones. Uh, yeah, we're we're talking about those ones that, uh, uh, you know, if they didn't sign exclusivity agreements, or I'm saying that all wrong, but you know what I mean. Um, they'd be millionaires. So then he also said that um, exclusivity agreements. That's what it was. You're not an engineer. You don't need to know words. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm a co-host of a podcast. Yeah, we're just talking for people to listen to. We don't need to know words. Um, he says, Tim Will, for awesome shot, Tim Wells and Chris Brackett. Um, Chris Brackett 
I'm a big fan of Chris Brackett. One, he's relatively local. Um, he's out of Bartonville, which is near Peoria. Um, yeah. I'm that guy is incredible. Everyone knows who Chris Brackett is. You watch uh, Arrow Affliction or Fear No Evil. <laughs> and I've met him several times. And I got to he is he's a stand-up guy, man. He's been nice to me every time I've ever talked to him. And I remember he... And, uh, oh, sorry, I had something in my throat. We don't have a cough button. But correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, that guy has the craziest hair. No, sideburns. Sideburns, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I haven't paid my direct TV bill in a while. No, I'm kidding. I, I got rid of all my hunting channels because uh, hey, hey, Chris no, Brackett, get on company. Carbon TV, man. I want to yeah. watch you on Carbon TV. Okay, so, yeah, it was the crazy sideburns. I was thinking it was the hair, but... Uh, you know, you watch that guy, and he's just like, all right, man, you know, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to bow fish, uh, except for birds. I mean, like, they just got their <laughs> oh, little yeah, RC cars. And turkey. He, yeah, he's got his RC cars he's doing. And to me, that guy brings a whole new level to the game of archery, where it's like, all right, I'm on board. You know, I I, I want to see what you're bringing up next. All right, and uh, there we are. We little... Technical difficulties, but uh, that's behind-the-scenes stuff. But we thought we would let you guys in because this is exclusive content now. Yeah, yeah. Chris Brackett, we're back on topic here. Why are you so giddy right now talking about Chris Brackett? <laughs> do you want him on the show? I do, actually. I would love that. Okay, you want to make this happen? Yeah, call him out. Kip from Red Arrow didn't care about you calling him out last episode, by the way. All right. He probably listened and was like, Psh. All right, I'll call Chris Brackett, now I know that you've held that Intercontinental Championship belt for far too long. But I'm going to tell you, I've been training not... Okay, I'm not even going to do this. Chris Brackett, <laughs> be on no, our show, please. Chris Brackett, please be on our show. So, come on, man. Dude, here we go. Ready? Please. <laughs> you live an hour and a half away. You know how long it takes to Skype? Less than half a second. Exactly. We can do live. Uh, actually, we got to figure out how to Skype. But no, I would say the next few episodes we'll have probably one of our first guests. We'll probably do that. Not every, you know, once we start getting all that. Going, yeah, we're gonna every time, but try and get more guests. Obviously, when people actually think we're a serious thing. But Mr. Eric Herm is calling you. Right now. Herm is calling. What a bad person. Uh, uh, tell him. We'll, tell him we'll call him back. I will have to do that. Um, but you guys, as our listeners, go ahead. And tweet Mr. Brackett, call him out, email him, I'm sure his phone number is somewhere, and tell him he needs to be on our podcast because we've got some things to discuss. I had him call me one time for real. Did uh, you really? He, Yeah, he's a really cool guy. He, he was on his way home from a hunting trip one time, and he said, hey, if you guys are a fan of the show, message me. I'll call you. So, <laughs> no, we didn't. For real, yeah. And my buddy Tyler, we are we basically watched hunting DVDs. I think it was during hunting season. It was super late. Tyler's passed out on the couch. I'm sitting there watching. Actually, was watching Arrow Affliction on DVR. I get a blocked phone number calling me, and I had messaged him. I'm like, "No way! This is this is Chris Brackett." <laughs> I, I just did. It didn't say the number or nothing. I answered. I'm like, "Hello, what's up, man? It's Chris Brackett." I'm like, "No, seriously." He's like, "Yeah, man. What's going on?" I seriously talked to him for probably 20 minutes on the phone. Dude, he really gave that. I thought he would only give you like a 10-minute thing no. or a 10-second thing. Like, all right, got to go. I got you know hundreds of thousands of people asking me to. He was driving home from wherever he was. Well, on a well just... we're going to assume he was riding home because we don't want to assume 
that he was driving. It, it was in. legal then. Yeah. But anyway, I talked to him for probably 20 minutes, and I just felt like I was talking to one of my hunting buddies. Like, he was that cool. Was he really that bored on the road? Just like, I want to talk to fans, see what they're up to. What I, time was it? Like, 2 in the morning. On a Saturday, or? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, it probably, yeah, like a Saturday night If or it something. was that memorable, you would have remembered it. All I remember is him calling me, man. That that was worth it enough. It was cool. I think he sees it as, like, you know, these guys are... They just, they're my fans. They follow me on my social media. I'm going to give them a little bit of love, which is cool. No, you, you know? know what You know what always appealed to me was he was the dude that I was always like, okay, if if I was ever going to sit down and hang out with somebody, like, this is the guy. Because he, 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 he comes off to me as one of these guys who has – has enough appeal that he can reach to anything that you want to talk like like if I was going to talk to him cuz obviously yeah, I, I looked up some of the bands that you know he would have played the pimps man that's the Yeah the pimps intro, I, I saw that and they're I was a, like they're a cool band cuz he played it and I go what is this dude you know listening to yeah and it turns out to be the pimps and I'm like okay th- there's something more that's going on with this guy than than he's letting on dude he's an awesome guy i just i'm I think we've talked about it on almost every podcast. They're, I'm a really big fan of him and his crew. Uh, they just seem... I feel like I can relate to them more than anyone else in the hunting industry. Like, Chip, his editor, oh. is a skateboarder, hip-hop guy. And I'm a BM, I am grew up a BMX kid, so... And I like hip-hop. And hip-hop is good, so... You know what we could do? We could talk our way into getting to his house, right? He's gonna... We'll make friends with him, right? Yeah. We'll go down to his house, and we'll get five guys burgers. Is that in Peoria? Yeah, there is one down there. Never had it in my life. Oh, man, you are missing out. Order one order of fries for two people. I'm telling you this now so so you're not overwhelmed later. (laughs) Well, Oh, yeah, this is a bow hunting podcast, by the way. Uh, Shooting deer with broadheads. There, we've talked about it enough. Yeah, this podcast was loosely uh, formatted. And Steve's like, yeah, let's stick to uh, let's get to our segments that you've been wanting to get to, Kurt. Steve's the master of. You know what? We did one long segment that we're gonna end up trimming down. I mean, you know, me and Kurt could sit out here and talk for till three in the morning over a eight hundred pack of spotted cow. Yeah, I mean that, that's just something that we could do. But uh, you know, hey, obviously it's all. <sighs> It's all for the fans. We're doing it for you guys. So understand that we're sitting here for, <laughs> for an hour. It's for the fans. For the fans, guys. If you have listened to this whole podcast, we thank you so much. If you listen to any of the other podcasts we had before this one, because we're on number four, we thank you Bo. so much. Thank you for anyone who's liked anything on our social media or commented. Um, we're hoping it picks up. We are. We will definitely shout you guys out. Um Oh, and, 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 actually, I didn't really have anything to say. I just couldn't see if I was, because I don't think I'm being recorded right now, unless that's just yours. No, you definitely are. Okay. Um, We are going to start working on trying to get some t-shirts, some gear, stickers and and things like that. Uh, So we'll put on all the stop signs around town. So, you know, whenever people (laughs) obey the law, yeah, whenever people obey the law, they'll be able to see us. So... 
that's going to wrap it up for episode four of the Working Class Bow Hunters. Thank you guys so much. Go shoot your bow, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Auf guys. Auf Wiedersehen. <laughs>